0: From Breaking Bad to Calling Soul, Agents led by Son of Call Oh Game of Thrones, who's the next
1: to die? House of Cards is full of lies Supergirl just flew on by We're chillin', watchin' Netflix How much time's gone by
0: We're talkin' TV From Suits to Supernatural Talkin' TV Blacklist and the Rebels Sherlock's Big Bang with from Black True Detective Bombed at second crack The Walking Dead
1: Arrow and the Flash Get into geek, this is DC TV And it's uh, week seven, I believe, this week I'm Ben Mitchell, hello G'day Hello Terry Terry (laughs) We've replaced her, literally, with an electronic drum kit (laughs) There's actually an electronic (laughs) drum kit sitting there Yeah I was, going
0: to, I was going to play it, but I, the guy that owns it just walked out, and I'd make him very angry. Terry's in New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you get got a holiday, you get got a holiday. So she has yeah. watched the episodes, and Ben, you'll be somewhat pleased to know, I hope, that she has actually still texted her thoughts to me on each episode. I don't know whether she watched them on the plane or whatnot, and also in order for the end of the show. So uh, okay. she is here. Her thoughts are here with us in spirit, but if Legends was awful, no one's here to save it in person.
1: Yeah, and we'll just cut out everything she says about Arrow. Absolutely, no doubt it'll be bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess well every point that she makes, we can just shit can. and she won't be here to defend herself. Only when she's listening on the
0: what in the flight back, because she arrives back in the
1: office just <laughs> furious. It'll be great. Let's do it. Uh, All right. So you're going to put up some time codes and whatnot so people can jump around if they wish. Indeed I am. So just check the description of the podcast. And and I think without Terry too, I think we can be uh, a little faster this time as well. Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah? We can get through this because, you know, she, yeah, she, oh, she goes guns on. on. Oh, God. On and on and on about Doctor Who, this, and all that shit. Morgan. References
0: to, yeah, exactly, you know, other <laughs> shows that no one
1: cares about. All right, uh, Supergirl. Uh, I'd just like to point out one thing straight away that struck me. A few weeks ago, I said, can... Um, Martian Manhunter, can he, can he teleport? And we're all like, nah, nah, that's just an effect of him just jumping around really quick. Nah, nah, he can teleport! Yeah, what the hell was that? Um, And how could they? I mean, there's so many times they could have used that. Oh, hang on, no, I've got this, guys. I can actually teleport us all there.
0: Well, I I will refer to Terry's notes, actually, because the first thing she said was one thing I actually really liked. She said um, Supergirl was going to use her body to drill to the centre of the Earth to get to the spaceship. I actually quite like that, because it was a reference to the original Superman uh, Christopher Reeve movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, in the middle of the street, he just, you know, spins around and, like is down in a sewer or something. So I thought that was a bit of fun that she was going to do that and she said, I saw Clark do this once. But then uh, Terry follows it up by saying, "John Jones tells her there's a better way and phases them through the earth in broad daylight and the next thing, everyone is coming and going to the ship like it's just around the corner. What the f***?
1: So they got in that way the first time, but the next few times, how are they getting... Oh, I don't think there's yeah, a little, it's a TV show.
0: They've got like a little slip and
1: slide. It's just, a 40-minute TV show. <laughs> Let's not think too much. Anyway, so then mon shows up. Yeah, I, look, Good I, times.
0: I did not expect him to be on that ship. I knew he was coming back, but for whatever reason, I just expected that to be something to do with the villain of the season. Yeah. Not mon I thought he would come back another way. So that actually did surprise me. Colour me stupid, but oh, yeah, that, that actually... Had me
1: sort of into the screen. I was, I was quite surprised. It was good. It's good for real. I didn't even know who it was for a start. I'm like, is that no? Yeah, we know him. Is that Ward? No, it's yeah. not Ward. <laughs> That's a different TV show.
0: Yeah, he was comes out bearded, talking a different language and shit. So uh, it was cool and sort of went back to the Monel that we were introduced to at the start of last season, where he was hiding some stuff.
1: Yeah, which and is good.
0: Had his own agenda, so it was good. Yeah, that he didn't come straight back into the show. And was immediately, you know, Kara's long lost love, and they were, you know, picking up where they left off. I knew that she understood that because, like she said, it's been six months.
1: Well, he's got another hottie. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Im- Imron? Imron from, from Titan? Was that her? I don't know. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. Been, okay, let me good jump in. He's married.
1: He's wow. been gone seven years. Yeah. Wow. That's... Like, he's moved on. Yeah, which is I, I'm not sure the the physics in it all. Um, I mean, Interstellar gave me a migraine, and I don't get migraines.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, so from what I understood, that he you know disappeared into the wormhole at the end of season two. He goes to whatever year he is from. He has lived there for seven years but then they've travelled back or something's happened with that ship and that ship had been there stuck there for how many thousands of years did they say?
1: Yeah. Like he's
0: been in stasis and, all, and his wife and all her friends there. It's
1: the wave rider.
0: Yeah. It was cool. Like I, I like that trippy shit that yeah, he's actually went and lived like a life. And then they've been stuck there for thousands of years. So while he was, you know, running around in season two, there was another version of him stuck under the earth. Like That is cool. That's just some cool shit like that. I like that. I don't know. It was cool. Like other than that, there wasn't a lot to this episode as far as those two go. It was all about Sam.
1: Yeah. So she went to her um, adopted mother. Mm. And um, I've just got one question. All the time growing up in that house, she never once went in that shed. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't know about you, but as a kid, I explored every inch of our backyard. Nah, she just never went in that shed. What's under the tarp, mummy? Nothing. It's okay. And as a kid, if you're told not to do something, that's the first thing you're going to do. Yeah, you're right. just sitting there under a tarp. Unless she goes, oh, well, I know she's coming. I better just dust that thing off. I've got it buried. I'll just it out, I suppose, but yeah. nah, it's just in a shed. Yeah. No explanation.
0: No, not at all. Shit and how, how that woman got it back there, like at least with Superman, when, you know, Jonathan and Martha Kent found baby Kal-El. Mm. You know, they had a pickup truck, they're a farmer, they got a lot of equipment. As this woman, by herself, getting that ship back to her house and then putting it in the shed and bearing it and raising a kid up, kids asking their questions. Well, Again, it's a 40-minute TV show, we don't uh, need to go into backstory.
1: And you know, it is girl power show. I mean, um... Standing up for the girls, because oh. Terry's not here. I mean, hey, she's, she's a she's a capable woman. Oh, I'm not doubting her you know? physical, you know, capabilities. She made shit happen, front-end loader style.
0: Yeah, and then kicked her out when she got pregnant. <laughs> exactly. You know, but then was like, oh, my God, you know, I was so worried about your upbringing, but then you got pregnant, and I figured, well, you can take care of yourself, you know. Like, I was going to tell you when you were 18, but the fact that you had sex when you were 17, well, that shit doesn't fly in this house, even if you're an alien. You can get the f*** out.
1: Yeah So as far as uh, Getting pregnant And having children Are concerned I've got a hit prediction Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Here it is This is You've heard it first (laughs) The mum is going to die And Alex is going to end up With the child Hey
0: Shit Yeah I mean As as annoying as that little daughter Has been in situations Like that awful episode Where she texted her location When she was You know In grave danger In like episode 2 Or some shit Yeah Uh yeah, she like I think she just she's very present in all of these episodes. Not just as the daughter of a side character, she herself is a side character. Mm-hmm. So that's not bad, especially if, as the end of the episode suggests, she's going to be the bad guy for the remainder of the season. I imagine, mm-hmm. uh, as Rain, she dies, sacrifices herself. Maybe when she you know sees the light again. And the oh my god, Alex I love wa- it. Alex wants a kid. I love it. Alex wants a kid. And then Maggie comes back because all the hard work's done. Yeah, raising no them from a baby to twelve or however old she is. It's like yeah. now we're just going to deal with being a teenager.
1: You don't have to worry about introducing finger food. No, it's done. <laughs> shit's done. I like that. That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, what other notes did Terry have? Uh, no,
0: really, just that she liked the idea that uh, we got to see uh, Samantha's own version of the fortress of solitude so that was uh that was kind of cool and uh just she did, in the middle of no
1: like in the desert
0: yeah like, like she's just following it around like a magnet and then it just yeah boom just raises this thing up from uh, from the ground and then like a what a physical projection of her mother slash scientist back on krypton or whatever is just like well guess what you're bad yeah, And I didn't know whether it was going to be a bit like Caitlin and Killer Frost, like it was going to be something that played on her mind, and eventually she succumbed to the dark side, but instead it was just like, and zoomf, you're bad. By the way, it was it was always within you, and we've just flicked a
1: switch. Yeah. And again, it was supposed to happen when you were 18, but blah, 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 blah. So, Speaking of switches, I really hope they uh, have a switch for a cloaking device, because that thing's not very secretive.
0: No, no. I, I can believe uh, Carlisle's one in the middle of, you know, the Arctic ice. That's fine because yeah. it looks like ice exactly. in the middle of freaking nowhere. In the Arctic, this is in the middle of an American desert. Yeah, it's it's huge. Yeah. I don't care how far she walked away from her little Honda Civic, people are <laughs> going to see that shit, you know?
1: No other notes? No. Well, we can wrap this up. How's that? Let's do it. Boom. See? Let's move on to Flash. So, Mitch, am I going have to rely on you with this one? I think I'd had a few beverages this night. It's a uh-huh. bit, it's a bit cloudy. It's just a little <laughs> cloudy, so uh, please take
0: the lead. Uh, this one, wow, finally. The Flash, this, uh, I can just jump ahead to this. This is the best episode of The Flash this season. Wow. One of the best episodes of all four shows. I'm
1: have to watch it again.
0: All season. This was fantastic. Fantastic. And now I sat down, I got my five-year-old son at home, right? He, his favorite superhero is The Flash because he loves the idea of being able to run really, really fast, right? Sure. So I said, I'm going to watch The Flash. Oh, my God, can I watch it? Yes. Sit him down. You see a lot of Barry Allen. He goes, where's The Flash? That's him. No, it's not. Okay, that's him, but he's not wearing the suit. Just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. He never suits up in this entire episode. So my kid went to bed disappointed. I thought it was the best episode of the season so far. It was fantastic, but he never suited up as The Flash. It was just a meeting of the minds between DeVoe, the villain, who is out of his creepy chair from Lens Flare Lair, and that opening scene was just really creepy because they are staring at each other like drinking some lemonade or whatever, you know, across the lounge room from one another in DeVoe's house. And you know that DeVoe knows that's The Flash. And, and how everything works. Because he's so far ahead of them in every other episode so far. He seems to know everything that everyone's ever going to do. You know that he knows that's the Flash. You can see it in Barry's eyes that he's working out, this is probably our guy. Joe doesn't think so. Joe's the actual detective that's been a cop for 30 years, but still doesn't go, oh, he seems harmless. I just liked the, the, the DeVoe backstory is really cool. I, I like the sort of stuff where you see... Something from a time that you've already witnessed, right? So it went back to the Particle Accelerator evening where Harrison Wells got up in front of all of Star City. Yeah, that was good. Central City. and it's coming back to me. Yes. And he <laughs> said, this, this is the night, this is the night. Now, DeVoe, meanwhile, is in the audience. You see Barry run off to try and stop the guy that had just mugged Iris. And so he runs off and like two people across from him is DeVoe and his wife. I, I love that shit. I don't know whether it's just a matter of convenience, whatever. I just, I've just i loved a lot of other movies and TV shows that do that, that take you back to a time that you've already seen but show you a story that was going on somewhere else. You know, Which even is what in the we'd hoped
1: uh, Arrow would do with its flashbacks this year.
0: Well, that was a prediction that we said last year, yes. yeah. So they're going to keep doing predictions, but it's going to be like your little side stories from season one, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I really liked that side of it. Um, I like that they uh, gave us a number on metahumans. They said there's 2,600 metahumans out there. He said, "How dare, you know, he was the one that was dying within his own body because his, his, his brain was... Moving it at, a, at a rate, you know, it gave him a disease. His body was failing. His mind was, you know, this super weapon, basically.
1: Because last week I thought that he may have been from the future and come back in time, mm. and there may have been like... Probably shouldn't have said that. I might have spoiled something. There's two <laughs> of them there at the same time. Yeah. And he's come back in time to change his own history or something. Yeah. But no, it's even better. It's, oh. He is the one, one and the same guy. Well, see, I started to think about that during the
0: episode as well. Is that the the guy in the wheelchair, the the normal DeVoe bloke, seemed so uh, blissfully unaware. He he was sort of, you know, he was hes- He wasn't being overly friendly to Barry. He's like, stop, you know, messing with my stuff. You know, stop accusing me of these things. But I, but his wife was the one that was out there, like you know, attacking Barry, going to the police and all these other things. And she is the one we know. She works with the guy in. The lens flare layer, I started to think, what if she had like copied his mind somehow? like when he went up to her and said, "You know, i my mind is destroying my body, My body's going to fail, and I will die soon. I've only got a couple of months left. And she's out there making this thing. I'm like, what if she has basically created some kind of like cyborg copy of her husband? And that's the guy in the lair. yeah, yet her real husband is upstairs, blissfully unaware. Obviously that's not the case And we see that at the end of the episode But there there was something to do with uh, Jack the Ripper Early in the episode Where she asked him When he said I know everything ever And she says Who was Jack the Ripper And he said it was this guy But you know what That's who everyone thought it was It was actually a nurse And I thought Is that a clue that he has said, okay, here's this here's this great villain in real life, obviously, but still, here's this great villain, and everyone thought it was this guy. It was actually a woman that no one suspected. And I thought, is this a clue? that you, We're looking at you, DeVoe. You're this creepy-looking bloke in this creepy wheelchair thing, like levitating thing downstairs, with all these hookups coming out of you into other computers. What if your wife is the real villain? Yeah. Like, you're the face of it, basically, but she is the actual villain of the story. I don't know. love it. It's a prediction. And they also, Barry, when he broke into his house, he focused on a, he was going through his bookshelf and he focused on one book and they sort of just showed it a little bit too much. It wasn't just like a throwaway novel. It was a James Patterson book who wrote um, Kiss the Girls, Along Came a Spider, some, uh, he's written a bunch of different series. These books were made into movies starring Morgan Freeman. They're about serial killers and things, right? And there was a book called Violets Are Blue and it's from this Alex Cross series. And bugger me if I didn't look it up. I wrote it down to look up what that book was about, but I just don't know if that, like the Jack the Ripper mention, was a bit of a clue as to what right. might be
1: going on behind the scenes. Well, what's Terry had to say about it? What's her, has she sent through any decent notes? She did,
0: she uh, liked the uh, flashbacks of DeVoe. She said, although the wife changing from normal clothes to evil genius clothes to go into the basement was dumb. That was her only note to this episode, Dumb. which makes sense. Like, it's okay that finally he gets down there. Like, for uh, for most of the episode, I was asking the questions too. Why does he need to change when he goes down there and, and, and look creepy in a creepy lair? But then it's like, no, he needs to go into this other chair and have all these hookups attached to his body. That's what's keeping his body alive. And so her
1: hair and everything's changed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she actually, you know, like, you know, a little ponytail, straps on the black leather, you know, paints on some little white powder See, and stuff. I thought Terry and... would have liked the black leather. Oh, I, no. I'm sure she appreciated that. She can only write so much in a text message from
1: New Zealand. <laughs> no other notes from her? Nothing from her. Nothing from her. One thing I do remember, and it was just a bit odd, even Sarah sitting next to me said she thought the team weren't real. She thought maybe it's all a simulation because Barry was saying to them, I know this guy's bad. I've got a feeling. Mm. And the team just seemed to be overtly not believing him or trusting him or going along with him. And it seemed like he could have been in a simulation that they weren't real. Yeah, And then when they were real, I thought, well, that was just odd that the entire team, everybody around him, didn't believe him and he Mm. was right. What was the purpose of that? Yeah, I don't know. It was almost like they they had the story written out from the DeVoe
0: point of view, and that was how the episode was going to be paced. And they needed Barry at the start to be not, not believed by his teammates and then at the end fully supported. But there wasn't a lot in the middle that they could flesh it out so it was just like well for the longest time oh we just don't believe you oh Barry you don't know what you're talking about it's like well he is a superhero he has been battling bad guys for three years and he's a police officer you know he's not a detective but still he is a police officer he mm. knows right from wrong he's got gut instincts and all that sort of thing maybe support him a little bit I know they were a little bit but once he broke and entered and all that sort of thing you know uh, they, they could only do so much but I found that really annoying too. I just put it down to bad writing. I, I, I wish that I would have done what Sarah did and, and go, wow, is there something to that? Because we've been asking since the start of the season, why, you know, what's with Barry? What's, what's all that writing he did at the start of the season, which we haven't heard about since? And he was talking in funny languages. You know, that's got something to do with this bad guy and why he's been brought out. Obviously, him coming out of the Speed Force you know, the dark matter of it or whatever gave those other people on the bus their meta human powers, which is part of DeVoe's plan as well, the thinker, as we come to call him at the end of the episode. But what's Barry really got to do with it? We've said for the last six, seven weeks he's part of the plan. Well So that I, would have been fun actually to find out that he this entire time has been under some kind of mind control.
1: Well and he that, doesn't seem right to no, me. No. He does not seem right. This actually this episode he seemed the most right that he's, mm. he's been but the rest of the team just seemed very odd. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I like to I know we uh we we said at the end of last season we were we were sick of speedster villains or just speedster villains. It's like why can't it be someone else and they teased heading into season 4 the bad guy will not be a speedster. And I said to you guys we all we all agreed with it. We said they need to prove to us why someone who doesn't have superpowers is going to be a foil for The Flash, because yeah. so far they've only given us people that have his exact powers. Or better. Or better, absolutely. Whereas in this episode, I uh, more particularly in the university, the lecture theatre, and he goes up to uh, DeVoe and DeVoe says, look, I know who you are, you know who I am, let's just have a bit of, I know everything. I know what you're going to do before you even know that you're going to do it. And it's a real battle of the minds thing. And you can, uh, I've... Like, you know, without going into too much detail, I can watch that and go, I understand why Barry can't stop him because no one believes him. Like no one, You can't just go, this is the bad guy that's done everything. You can't prove it at this stage. But without superpowers, I know he's really smart, but still, without physical superpowers, this guy is still better than the fastest man alive. And the fastest man alive can't do anything about
1: that. Mm. So I liked what we've done so far. Oh, I didn't think we'd get to a 10-minute marker. <laughs> There you are, Terry. We're still using your sonic screwdriver. <laughs> Shall we move on to Legends?
0: Yes, well, Wally's back too. We want to say that. He oh, battled yes. some kind of starfish from outer space. What?
1: Whatever. Maybe we'll yeah, get into that in whatever. the future, but he's back. Or the past. Mm. Precisely. <laughs> okay, Legends. Um, yeah, Wow. Well, uh, <laughs> f***ing grog. Hey, can we
0: can we just uh, can you just fire up we get a little bit of K san music playing underneath this? Oh man! Ah,
1: there we go. Yeah, I, it is it is appropriate to have some uh, some K san playing. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, I don't know. I've got a note here. Why isn't the ship cloaked? I mean, it's just sitting in a paddock next to the jungle, just not cloaked. Yeah, they got really loose with that
0: cloaking button, haven't they? Like, no matter where they go now, it's just off. Doesn't matter. It's just Vietnam. Just yeah.
1: have a have a time It's not going to
0: change things, obviously.
1: No, obviously. Before we get on to how funny it was with the introduction of the father and how similar he is to Mick, mm-hmm. um, I want to ask, the people that were on the ship who were obvious, uh, you know, scientists from history. Oh, yeah, yeah. Their names obviously escape me now. So It was like a obvious. Galileo and uh, Isaac, oh, Isaac a... Newton yeah, and yeah, things, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wondered at the start, uh, were they real? Mm. Were they actually... Sure, I'm thinking to myself... Surely they have not abducted people from the past <laughs> <laughs> and brought them onto the ship. Because <laughs> their, their mission is anachronisms, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. Which are things that are out of time. Yeah, yeah. No, no, they're, 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 we get to the end and yep, let's just neuralize them. Let's take in four black. of the most
0: key names in science world history. What could go wrong? I'll just borrow them for a little while.
1: What could go wrong? <laughs> Seriously, they didn't. No one even questioned it. No, just no. like walked in, he's having a conversation. Yeah, cool. Hey, man, we got some shit to do over here. <laughs> oh,
0: you know what's? You know what's so, so weird bad. about this show is that I didn't even think about that. Like that's where we are with this show at the moment. Is they just they make so many mistakes. It's actually gotten to the point now where we don't have to watch an episode to see them make mistake after mistake after mistake, and then kind of fix half of them before the end of the uh, end of the show. This episode starts off, and he's created four anachronisms by hijacking four people from from throughout time, brought them onto the ship. It's like he's already made mistakes and the show starts and they never address it as being something that we should fix. You know, at the end of the episode where he, one of them walks in and, like, is eating food with them or whatever, and it's just like, yeah, whatever, that's normal. Like it's-, <laughs> it's just shit oh, I, don't, I don't know. It's fun. I get it. Terry, yes. You know, whatever, but... Yeah.
1: So we see Mick's father. What are the chances? I think Ray even says, what are the chances? Yeah. <laughs> me's right there. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Yeah.
0: Like it or dislike it, the impersonation of Mick and the idea that they actually were so similar?
1: Um, I like it for comedy. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. Apple doesn't fall far, I guess. Yeah. And Mick was, um, you know, he had a rough childhood, but he was shaped by that guy early mm. in his life. So there's no doubt that he would have some of the... Mannerisms of his father, yeah, for sure.
0: And you know, I actually forgot too. Like once it got into a little bit of uh, a, a darker, you know, storyline with this episode, you you're reminded. Mick, obviously, he's a he's a criminal, he's a thief, and all that sort of thing. But he murdered his family. Yeah, like he burnt his house down with his family inside. You kind of forget that because you're ah, oh, that guy who likes to drink on a time travel ship. He doesn't give a, doesn't give a shit about yeah, anything. Yeah, exactly. No, he murdered his parents. Like yeah, exactly. Well, that's right. They're not superheroes. No, it's, they're, they're legends, legends. <laughs> and a murderer. Uh, I, I forget about that. I'm like, that's right. You're you're actually a bad guy. Yeah. Like I know you've done good things since, but. You know, and then it got to a point where he actually wanted to save his dad. You know, heard his dad talking about how much he wanted to have kids and how much he loved his wife or, you know, soon-to-be wife and things. So it changed Mick's perspective on things, but knowing that he was the one that did it. So whether or not... I don't think this will change Mick's personality going forth with Legends of Tomorrow as if this show would ever do that. But, yeah, it's like a nice little added layer to it because he sort of is that comedic relief, isn't he, in this show? Like... He's on a character as we opposed really to dive the into. writing of the
1: show <laughs> well, overall. Yeah, sure. <laughs> when the people were getting abducted or snatched out of the jungle at the start, I said to myself, I think I've seen that style before. And I'm going, oh no, that, that sound sounded like a gorilla. <laughs> no, no, please don't let it be Grodd. Don't let it be Grodd. And it was friggin' Grodd. Yeah. I'm not sold on Grodd. <laughs> I would really like to hear you speak fondly of it. Okay. I
0: was initially the same, and in my note keeping, that is the biggest thing I've got. It's a Grodd and then question marks, exclamation marks, all after each other. I just thought, really? Like, as if he hasn't done enough damage to the Flash brand, we have to bring him into Legends, which is just really, you know, the, you know the, it's the second tier, the, the reject side of all these other shows. Yeah. But this is actually the most badass thing Grodd has done yet, and it's not on the show that he was basically made for. He's a Flash villain. And this, the idea that he is starting a world war, like, he's he's wanting countries to destroy each other and turning soldiers against their homeland and things. I'm like, you're actually... It's like you've got a proper plan, and you're actually sitting down, you're thinking about the outcomes. You're not just reacting to things as he has done with Flash. As much as he's had plans it's like as soon as something goes wrong all shit goes down whereas in this things you know kept happening the legends were trying to beat him and stopping him from doing things but he still was on a mission he still had one track thought of where he wanted to get to by the end of well the episode obviously but I thought this is the best Grodd has ever been and we've seen him what four or five times now I guess throughout the seasons of Flash and this this is the best he's been and the best the CGI has been too Like when he was fighting and doing flips and shit at the end, you know, fighting whoever he was battling. The the wave rider. (laughs) Yeah, well, the wave rider too, yeah. Uh, uh, I I think it's the best the CG's looked so far. It's not perfect, obviously. It's a TV budget, but I think this is the
1: best Grodd has been written-wise and look-wise. I just hope the crossover next week isn't about Grodd and Damien Dark doing something. That would really, really piss me off because I love a good crossover. Yeah. And that would not be. And a you didn't positive. love last year's crossover. Oh so, man, it ruined me.
0: Yeah, I don't think we'll hear from Grodd for a while. Even if we do hear from Damien Dark in two weeks after the crossover, uh, I don't think we'll be hearing from Grodd for a while. He'll just be—you know—he's he, a tool in in Dark's plan somehow, some way. I don't know, but uh, he
1: yeah. did have a good line: "One nation under Grodd." Yeah, <laughs> I that was funny. <laughs> That's
0: alright. It's a bit of fun. Yeah. That
1: was good. I like that. <laughs> Any notes from Terry? Who loves the show.
0: Indeed, she does. The constant defender. Um, She just said Legends was good. No. Hang on. Legends was grod. Do you think that's a typo? I don't think so. Legends was grod, Vietnam, mixed dad. (laughs) I remember this now. Because initially I said, hey, what did you think of Legends? And she's like, I don't remember it at all. So maybe it wasn't a really particularly memorable episode for her either. But Or she was drunk. Or she's drunk on the flight over there. Possibly. But, yeah. So, yeah, not much from her. Just uh, say that, you know, she liked it. But she likes Legends every week. I mean, week two, we tore that show to shreds and she still found ways to... You yeah, say so that. It was. I think actually that week, didn't she
1: say that it was her favourite show that week? Oh, I'd have to go back and have a listen, but yeah. It's possible. It is possible. All right, shall we move on to Arrow? Let's do it. Okay. Um, yeah. It's Oliver finally figured out that he was being selfish Um, and John has a family too. (laughs) that (laughs) He could, you know, perhaps leave his wife and child alone. Yeah. Yeah, no, finally. I I thought that too. Like,
0: while, you know, they were both right in different aspects of their arguments against one another, I thought finally Diggle's actually saying this to him and Oliver's, you know, had to realise, yeah, it was a bit of a dick move. Not so much asking Diggle to do it, but asking him because of, you know, not wanting to leave his child without a father. And it's like, hey, Dig, so can you, put your, can you just put your kid down for a second? I don't want to leave my kid without a dad, so can you do my job for me where you might get killed? Sure. Uh, what's your son's name again? See ya. Like, yeah, finally got called out on it. And then they had, like, a little make-up session at the end of it as well. So they both saw each other's ways, and it
1: was good. Finally we saw that. I don't think I... Um really remember too much of this episode either. Maybe this was another uh, few too many beverages in life. (laughs) But uh, I do remember Oliver's entry when he finally put back on the suit was for absolutely nothing. When he went flying off the building the rest of the team were like waiting down the bottom and Oliver just... Bam, does this big bloody flip or something. Dun,
0: dun, 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 and he lands. And I'm like, but now you're all together. Like, why couldn't you just... What happens just, just, now? Yeah, like... Just
1: all what did you do up there? Nothing. Then why did you do that? Like, Lock. we know you're cool. We drove here together. Yeah, I want to see... Yeah, that's right. We drove here together. I want to see the bit that happens just after that scene. Yeah, yeah. So what now, boss? <laughs> um, I guess I'll go this way. Okay. You know what the plan is.
0: Oh, I mean I, I actually I like how it started you know he's out there making that speech. he's raising some money for the police uh, department and then boom, FBI comes up, arrests yeah. him. He's arrested for like what the seventeenth time for his uh, yeah. you know for the uh, suspected vigilantes yeah being accused of being the what she actually listed them all It was like for being the the vigilante, the arrow and the green arrow. and I'm like oh man, you're in some shit. The hood. can you be charged yeah the hood. can you be charged three times for being the same guy? You probably will. Because all of them under different names had different bloody crimes and, you know, methods and all that sort of stuff. Murders, you know, like, uh, I don't know, he's in some serious shit. And then um, the scene immediately after that, again, I'm reminded how corrupt Team Arrow is from the law. Because he's arrested, then you've got, so you've got the mayor, he's taken off. And then you've got the deputy mayor in in uh, Quinn. Yeah. Quinn, sorry. Uh, the deputy chief's assistant... The chief of staff type or you know whatever uh, and uh, one of the lead detectives like they're all grouped they're going how are we going to fix up this i'm like you are among the chief people that run this city and what the best things for it and you're all like you're all guilty of what they're charging you for yeah exactly. like how much more can we feel sorry for you as an audience Where we're like oh those bad guy fbi d- agents wanting you know the be- best for the city
1: it's like a you know a modern day conspiracy theorist would be just feeding off them. Yeah, I, I want to see an episode that just starts in the basement of uh, you know this guy there with tinfoil hat on and stuff, and he's just trying to. It's corrupt. The whole thing's corrupt. I uh, know this this guy here, and he's got the you know the thing on the wall, yep. and he's pieced it he's all together. It out. Yeah, this this <laughs> random dude conspiracy. Theorist. He's got a YouTube channel. that has been closed down <laughs> by the mayor's office. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> they, they had all it, didn't they? They had like you know the um. The, the detective had one of those things where she's like, yeah, she'd drawn it all together and obviously Barry with uh, with DeVoe as well in The Flash. Like he's, they're, yeah. they're, they're all worked it out. So um, this, this one feels like, you know, it's going to have, oh, I mean, it's been around since the start of the season. This investigation into Oliver is what this season is about away from you know the the flashbang action scenes and the villain and all that sort of thing but um, oh, yeah it's going to stick around for a little while so this is another good step it's taken steps that other times he's been arrested you know and then freed have not taken but then to become the Green Arrow once again in the same episode uh, yeah it was a big step considering what we've done the last couple of weeks because he hasn't been Arrow since what week one, week two like it's been a long time
1: Yeah it's, yeah it's been a while absolutely yeah. I think they may have mentioned or alluded to how long it's been, but because they said, are you still right or something? Oh, I can't remember. As I said, may have had a few too many <laughs> beverages. Um, any other notes there, Mitch, about this? I've got no other notes. I, I just think I really enjoyed the episode. Yeah, so did I.
0: Um, it, it, Terry brings up something that I, I'd forgotten about because I think I want to forget about. She hates evil Laurel. Oh, yeah. And I feel sorry for Katie Cassidy at this point because all she is in this show to do Is walk in with a group of masked, you know, henchmen, and stop two foot shy of the camera and sneer at something off, off, you know, off to the side. Like she's just there to be the bad guy version of this character that we loved or hated for four years. She's not doing anything. This is the most she's had to do this season and at the back of last season as well as evil Laurel. Uh, And all she was there to do was to disagree. With the bad guy hacker, who I'd actually forgotten was even still on the on the run. Like he, while I like the actor and the other shows that he's been a part of, and you know how villainous he can be, I'd actually forgotten that he was still out there and a threat. And obviously now is going to prove to be, you know, the uh, the bad guy of the rest of the season. He did make a very good move come the end of the show, though. Like where his plan was to make Team Arrow look bad in front of everybody. The fact that he had no, there were no policemen in that entire. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Um, a, a, not Tom
1: Jones. Um, who a Billy Joel concert, which I think that was legit. Like they had Billy Joel playing. I'm like, what I'd love to see here. <laughs> for a moment, I thought, yeah. wow, they've they've first of all they've paid for a real concert footage. Like that is legit. Yeah. I'm thinking. Imagine if they'd actually shot it on, at the concert yeah. and Team Arrow r- runs down in the middle of stage <laughs> and jumps across the piano or something. Yeah. That would be yeah. friggin' awesome. <laughs> and not that much, you know, in showbiz. You'd say to Billy Joel, right, we're going to give you some play. He'd be like, cool, I'm 100 years old, I'll probably need a bit of a push, even though he is piano man, no disrespect. <laughs> and say, all right, what we're going to do, we're going to rehearse this thing in one of your songs. We're going to... Um... And did you tell the audience tell the audience get them involved so they don't think there's a friggin terrorist attack because yeah. that would or be cool. they
0: recognise you know it's Stephen Amell and want to start taking selfies with him in his costume yeah, yeah. exactly
1: <laughs> um, so listen to this next song we're going to We're shooting a TV show don't be alarmed blah, 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 blah. and literally there's footage of them just running across the stage much like uh, you know Highlander where, where the dude's doing Shakespeare and then yeah. the dude just peels across the stage. See, I was thinking more like the second
0: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film from, like, what, 91 or 92 or whatever. (sighs) Right. Okay, going back, but in the middle of a fight with these mutant creatures, they bust through a wall and they're in the middle of an underground Vanilla Ice concert. (laughs) See, that's what I'm talking about. Vanilla Ice, in the moment, being the great rapper that he is, starts rapping a song called Ninja Rap. I've got it on my phone. Go ninja, go ninja, go. He starts singing about the turtles in front of him being these awesome fighters, taking on ninjas and shit. That is awesome. Imagine Billy Joel just sitting there just singing about the Green Arrow like come the end of the episode. Cheesy as f***. It actually probably would have put Matty Gibson into a coma. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: hey, we're going to be fun. Not him in the coma. I I tell you what, I I would not have liked that. I don't (laughs) don't want want it either. (laughs) More so Billy Joel's security run out and grab him and, you know, try and protect him and they are having some sort of fight in the middle of the stage and then it's just off the stage. That would have been (laughs) Sick. I'm like, as soon as I saw real footage, I'm like, that that's awesome. That's a. But then I, when they the guy was um, Oliver was telling the guy not to do the concert, and he's like, it's on here. I'm opening the doors soon. I'm like, no, you're not. That's an empty stadium. There's no stage there. There's no sound check going on. There's no lights being tested. There's no security running around. There's no hot dog stands and shit like that. There'd be that thing would be full of staff and contractors and things. The lights are off. You're opening the doors soon? Bullshit, you are. Is that your bullshit
0: moment of the week, is it?
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, you know what? Yeah. No, my bullshit moment is not including Billy Joel. He would have done it for sure. He's a a piano man. But it was a good
0: plan, I thought. Like, the fact that the the bad guy had replaced or removed all the cops out of the situation and you know and then his own henchmen were their dressed how do you do officers. that well i don't know i don't know that they all just show up and go oh we got the call up you guys are uh you guys can take the night off like, you know well, what you, do ha- you, do it. You, hack you hack into the system it's easy to do you yeah, just roster
1: I'll, everybody yep. off yeah i guess so I mean. nobody knows that they're not rostered on yeah i just think somebody else is rostered on
0: and was it curtis or felicity or whoever back in uh in the room and they're like those cops aren't real cops. You can feel free to go to town on them. And they are also just beating the shit out of cops. Yeah, like at
1: that moment, I'm like, this is not good.
0: Oh, see, I in the moment, I was just like, yeah, give it to him! Give it to him! And then right at the end, they're like, oh, by the way, all this shit's hitting the web of you guys beating up
1: police officers. I'm like,
0: oh, shit, the vigilante vote! You guys are fucked! Yeah, it was, yeah, cool. it was
1: it. good. He's a good villain and a great actor. Yeah. Well, before we hit the sonic screwdriver, anything else from you? No, or uh, Terry? I
0: know Terry was not happy with uh, Felicity. It said Felicity pissed her off with the double standards. Like, she gave Oliver the grant money to bail him out.
1: But then she got angry at Curtis. Yeah, that was odd that they had that tension. It didn't seem to make any sense. No. Really. Yeah. Like
0: it would have been, fu- I think where it needed to end or its natural end should have been where she says to Curtis, oh, you know that Grant we had? He's like, oh, no, you didn't. Cuts to another scene. Like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of fun. It's like they've got this money. She gave it away. He's like, what? we got a company. We're going to start. Bang. That's the end. of the- That's a bit of fun. What, they get the money back eventually? Great. If they don't, well Instead they're back him... to not saving the world now like they aren't. So Yeah. Instead it was just him
1: bitching. Yeah. Oh that's our wrap up. Okay, so best and worst for the week for Terry. Or did she not write that? Did she send that through? She didn't know. All right, well, let's make it up. So the best for <laughs> Terry was <Wall> Oliver. <laughs> and the worst was all of legends. That's what she wrote. That's... <laughs> going to put that down and that's absolutely what it would have been for sure uh, or something about John Barrowman but he wasn't in any of them so I can't say that well I'm going to say the best bit was using real Billy Joel and the worst bit was not using real Billy Joel (laughs) there you have it because I didn't write down anything either
0: Yeah, I was a bit light, actually. I think I just enjoyed the episodes that I was watching enough to not really worry about a worst and the best overall. I don't know. Like, I, I didn't really write anything in particular down, I guess. The Flash, overall, was just really good for me. I just thought that episode, it went from being something that I was gravely concerned about for the last six weeks, thinking it's suffering that fourth season blues... And this, not only for me, I'm going to spoiler it here. The Flash is my number one episode of the week. And not only that, it's one of the best episodes so far of the, what now, 28 that we've seen so far this season across all four shows. It was fantastic. Only bettered by the fact that the, the Flash, the superhero in the title, never suited up. Yeah. It was just all about him walking around thinking about stuff. Which is cool. It's
1: very cool. I've already put your score down for um, Flash. Indeed. (laughs) What are the rest of your scores?
0: Uh, So Flash, number one, then Arrow. Yeah. And uh, then Legends. I a bit of fun with Legends, I think, just because it surprised me with Grodd and Supergirl. Not a horrible episode, but, you know, the rule of four, something has to come in fourth place. So (sighs) uh, Flash, Arrow, Legends, Supergirl.
1: Terry, what did she have?
0: Terry had... uh, bugger me if you're not going to be surprised about this arrow at the top wow hello flash yep. in second supergirl third legends in last place
1: terry has put arrow on top legends in fourth terry and i are quite similar i'm yes. arrow then i go supergirl Ooh. i think i I, I don't know i really enjoyed the mon bit and the time travel bit and all that i, I liked it i thought it was good uh, then Flash I agree with you though I think I could kind of go either way on that I, I do think that No wrong answers mate <laughs> And then Legends on the bottom Because you know <laughs> Well it just is isn't it It's terrible <laughs> <laughs> Not according to you though uh, right? Okay so I'm just doing a few calculations here There's four. Legends on the bottom No surprises there Okay <laughs> Arrow on top with 11 Then Flash Then Supergirl Then Legends. I'm happy with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to send that to you. You can post that on the the website. Um, Speaking of the website, anything happening on Get Into Geek, mate, that people may be interested in?
0: Oh, mate, just uh, the uh, podcast and reviews of all the biggest films out in cinemas right now. Of course, you can check out our last Jedi review. Uh, It's just all spoilers, really, because we figure it's Star Wars no star wars fan is touching a review regardless of whether it says non-spoilers or spoilers everything's a spoiler if you're a star wars fan so yeah, yeah. we just uh, get in there and it's it's a first view review uh I, and i say that because i've heard of people that have gone back to watch it a second time whether they liked or hated it the uh the first time and it had a different experience had a different out uh, outlook on it so this is just purely a first look review of the last jedi from some long-term if not really, really, really hardcore Star Wars fans that we are here at Get Into Geek. There's uh, five of us in the room, and we all sat down an hour after seeing the film, and uh, you can check that out on our podcast channels, which you're probably listening to right now. Other than that, uh, follow us and uh, like us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Myself, Mitch underscore Lewis, on Twitter and Instagram
1: as well. And get in touch with Ben and Terry just through the Geek channels. Now, don't say anything, um I haven't read anything, clearly. Mm -hmm. Do you know any of what's happening with the crossover next week? Only a little bit. Okay, don't say anything. I know the title, which suggests... The title of what the the entire four of them. Yeah, like last year's
0: crossover was called Invasion, and I think all the episodes were called Invasion as well. But still, it was the crossover Invasion. This crossover is called Uh blah. And, and the order is
1: slightly different too, It is, right? yeah.
0: It's Supergirl into Arrow and then Flash Legends. So Arrow, rather than being the fourth show of the uh, of the week, jumps back and is oh, the uh, second. Oh, I'm so excited. And it's not a nightly thing. Next week, it's, it's two two-hour jobs. What? It's a two-night crossover. How does that work? Well, instead of being four 40-minute... Bits or last year was only three let's be honest because we had those issues (laughs) but it was a four night crossover this is two nights so on uh, Tuesday night in Australia at least Supergirl Arrow back to back Wednesday night Flash Legends back to back oh (laughs) oh <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself and
1: Terry will be back from New Zealand
0: Yes, yeah not? she will Yeah, I think she'll be back in time to do our review for the uh, crossover as well I think she's sure. over there long enough to watch them over there and then she'll be back hopefully in time for us to do our podcast review I think we need her for this one
1: so exactly I mean I like um, the drum kit the drum kit's kind of cool doesn't <laughs> say a, a lot no it's an electronic Roland we should have plugged it in so we could do little boom yeah. all the way through for uh, when we talk about and legends I mean and the
0: best stuff. thing about it. It hates legends too. So look at it. It's, it's a friend of it. ours.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey. Get into